This week on the Podland Trailcasters. Alright girls, you gotta quiet down just a little bit. I need you to be quiet for just a little bit. Or as quiet as you can. Chris, we were gonna have such a nonsensical, fun pod playing some Rocket League and some and some Dead by Daylight. And instead the league had to call out Dame. Maybe here we time. are. Like, it didn't happen here. It didn't really happen here. Maybe only just a little bit. It didn't bit. happen, but, but just don't. so you know, if it does. <laughs> not, not a slam ball fan? You never, did you watch that as a kid? Yeah, slam ball was that like? for me. Old dudes jumping on trampolines. Like, I can, I can go do that and blow my knee out myself. So. <laughs> Three of my tattoos are, are, are temporary tattoos right now. That's, that's <laughs> not good enough to be that intimidating. Oh my god, that is another podcast. That is an entirely other podcast. Hey, I'm not, hey, and, and, just, and just shout out here. This is not a political take in the least. You're going to have a slam ball podcast before all this is said and done. Anybody who thinks that they can beat Disney, I don't know if the U.S. government can stand up to Walt freaking Disney. Like, By coming in and joining the... Uh, oh, oh. I'll fix this whole promo for this one. It's been a minute. <laughs> Choose your next words wisely, Sparty. I'll cut that one. Okay, I thought you were frozen up. Give me a three, two, one. Three, two, one. Hello, Rip City. To all of you ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between, whether you're in town or out of town or in any corner of these worldwide interwebs, welcome to the Podland Trailcasters and thank you for tuning in. The voice you're currently hearing is none other than the not-so-vanilla hood of a gorilla myself. That would make me Keith Feltner-Smith and here with me to balance this Hawaiian time Oregonian, we have the on-time Hawaiian, the master of segues. We call him Mr. Professional because Burke time doesn't stop except when he gets sick. Christopher Joseph Burkhart, if you don't love that guy, you might just be having tech difficulties. Chris, word, going on, dude? Whatever you said. I agree. <laughs> I feel like I should take advantage of that and say more. But I'm doing well. I'm cracking up because I've moved my stuff around, as you can see on the camera. I'm in a new location. And oh, now it's wide. Yeah. It's nice and open downstairs where i can actually you know feel my ac and i don't do a re- uh, podcast record with you and it feels like it's 120 degrees in the room <laughs> what's the uh what's the guitar up on the on the wall behind you i like it i see the batman poster i see the live shot i oh, see it's, the it's uh, not completely uh it's not completely decorated yet that's my that's my that's my fender that i don't nice. know how to play but it does make a good uh, decoration it's a great decoration, and it'll be even better when you can when you can play it. You say that. Um, I've, I've had this uh, thing sitting in the background of, of, of many rooms since approximately 09. So uh, it's been a long time. I should probably learn how to play it. So. <laughs> Make it more than wall art at some point. Yeah, exactly. But it does look nice. <laughs> it does. It does. What's great is this would be a really good intro for what we are going to do with the podcast tonight. We are going to have just a nonsensical everything but basketball talking about all sorts of other random things and getting right in on guitars off the bat would have been perfect i could pull out mine or one of the guitars over in the corner over there i've got who stick with insight that i could go grab we could i just got, I got a i got a, uh, I got a plastic guitar hero nice nice there Don we go Axe that works too it's 
At the very least, it's like a rhythm instrument. But then we actually finally had some basketball updates. We had some news uh, or some uh, some progress in the whole Damian Lillard drama, which we will get you to. Say. We also have some. Yeah, we also have some listener questions. But as always, Chris, first things first, the world-famous, internationally renowned, universally acclaimed love, hugs, and hate mail. Let's start off with some love. Uh, you want to you wanna take the reins here? Oh, I think my love is just going to uh, not having horrible bosses, not feeling the, uh, the angst and the anxiety of having to text your boss or, or send your boss an email and say, hey, uh, I'm not going to be at work all week. I tested positive for COVID. Um, and then I was like, I was, I was really stressed out because I, uh, I have stuff planned here at the end of the month. Ears could be burning, so I gotta be careful. Um, <laughs> but I hadn't, uh, I hadn't asked for that time off yet, right? And then I was mm. like, wow, this is great because now I just missed, uh, I'm missing a week of work due to COVID. Uh, and now I gotta ask for time off. That's not sketch. <laughs> But my bosses were like, yeah, you're good. Not a problem. But, but yeah, just oh. having nice bosses who are like, yeah, just uh, take all the time you need. Get healthy. That's all that matters. Because let's just be honest. Not all of us uh, have bosses who are like that. Yeah, yeah. We have both had some not nice bosses uh, in, in common at certain times. My love this week is going to the return of Slam Ball. I'm not sure if you caught this I, I basically over the last week or so, I think. Uh, but, yeah, it's... Uh, it's been fun to see the clips, and uh, there there were some games going on today. I think I was sharing some clips in the Discord. Uh, they've they've upgraded, right? There's like four trampolines under the hoop now, and uh, it's it's if if you remember it from back when we were kids, if anyone else does, it's well worth checking out. It's a fun time. I saw someone's comment saying this shouldn't be legal, and I love it, and that's completely how I feel. <laughs> you want to give me a true niche sport to watch? Give me a Battle Bots. I crave oh <laughs> Battle Bots. That's a great one. No, that that's an excellent one too. How about your hugs? Any hugs this week? Oh, I guess the hugs have to. It should have been all the love. Like, yeah, I gotta give the hugs to the uh, the fam, to the wife, for taking care of me all week. Putting up. I had sick man Chris. COVID, as we say it at our house, because it hit me like a ton of bricks. <laughs> I was like, sleep. Oh, first off, first off, I wasn't allowed to leave my room. My my five year old told me I had to quarantine in the room because she didn't want to get COVID. But don't even come near me, Dad. Wife took care nice. of me. She tested Smart positive uh, by the end of the week, but she oh, has no. like no symptoms except fatigue. I was like on my ass i was like walk up and down the stairs just huffing and puffing like this <laughs> nailed me but yeah she gets she gets all the hugs now that i don't have to stay six feet away from her in quarantine in my room and i can actually hug her she gets all the hugs. there you literally. go there you go <laughs> uh well you know i i gotta say this is also where you spoiled my hugs by uh talking about your covid with your love uh, because I was, uh, yeah, I was gonna send you the hugs for for getting COVID again, but I'm I'm glad that is past. I'm glad that you were able to send some hugs back, and yeah, cheers. I got no hate mail this week. I'm 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 all loves. I'm feeling good. It's it's been a, a long summer, and you know, I, I don't know. I, I could maybe send some hate mail to Aaron Goodwin. I saw a great gift that I shared in our Discord. All my homies hate Aaron Goodwin, so that, that was a. Uh, you know, I guess that's where my hate is going. So we'll, uh, we'll we'll stick with that. And also, listeners, if you aren't in our Discord yet, come and join us. The link is in the in the link is in the episode description. We've got a great community, lots of fun fans, the third bench, artists, creators, other podcasters like ourselves. Chris is in there too. Uh, also, Sean Hyken and many more cool people. Yeah, come join the Discord. Chris, hate mail, hate mail, speed traps, speed traps. Speed I hate traps. I hate, 
Yeah, and getting and getting speeding tickets that you didn't know you had, and then getting a a, a, a mail from the court system saying uh, you failed to report to your your court date, so you automatically are gonna be, are found guilty, and now your ticket is a hundred and seventy dollars speeding ticket that I never knew I had. Never what? knew I had, and I know exactly where it happened. And the camera trap <laughs> is right at the bottom of a hill, and then they have the speed trap, but then it goes back uphill slightly so like you have to be on the oh. gas to get but like so yeah you're so leaning like, on the pedal it's just, anyway it's just it's just you're either coast like if you don't put your foot on the gas and coast down the hill you're going to go faster than the speed limit like you got to tap your brake just to go <laughs> the 30 miles an hour and then at that point when you get to the the cup at the bottom you have to hit the gas to get back out of it so it's like the odds of like it is totally a trap that's just set up to get people for not looking at the sign. Yeah, I, I gotta say that's that's a genius. That's a, that's a genius spot for a speed trap, man. That, like that just that sounds unavoidable. Man. Oh, it is a trap make... through and through. Like, They're paying for the whole state. All right, let's talk some actual basketball. There has been a update, development, whatever you want to say in the whole Dame Lillard trade drama fiasco, fracas, fracas. The NBA has basically called out Dame and, and Goodwin, or mostly Goodwin and Dame adjacently. I'm not really sure. They sent out a memo to all 30 teams, and Chris Haynes, uh, Chris Haynes of Bleacher Report shared this recently. I'm going to read through this real fast, just in case anyone is not caught up. The full memo sent to all 30 teams. Recent media reports stated that Damian Lillard's agent, Aaron Goodwin, called multiple NBA teams to warn them against trading for Lillard because Lillard's only desired trade destination is Miami. Goodwin also made public comments indicating that Lillard would not fully perform the services called for under his player contract if traded to another team. We interviewed Goodwin and Lillard and also spoke with several NBA teams to whom Goodwin spoke. Goodwin denied stating or indicating to any team that Lillard would refuse to play for them. Goodwin and Lillard affirmed to us that Lillard would fully perform the services called for under his player contract in any trade scenario. The relevant teams provided descriptions of their communications with Goodwin that were mostly, though not entirely, consistent with Goodwin's statements to us. We have advised Goodwin and Lillard that any future comments made privately to teams or publicly suggesting Lillard will not fully perform the services called for under his player contract in the event of a trade will subject Lillard to discipline by the NBA. We also have advised the Players Association that any similar comments by players or their agents will be subject to discipline going forward. Boom! Drops the hammer, right, Chris? Sure. Killer. <laughs> sure. My thing with I'm this one. I'm being sarcastic, Keith, it, to be clear. Yeah. No, but my, my, my thing with this one is like, if Goodwin truly did not say any of it, did not say that my client will only do this, and and Dame didn't make that known, and Goodwin didn't make there's there's no reason to release a statement to all 30 NBA teams outlining the punishments <laughs> for if it happens again like it didn't no, happen here it didn't really happen here maybe only just a little it bit it didn't happen but, but just don't. so you know if it does <laughs> like no like this this is okay to, like and this is what i text you when you're talking about i'm like this is them saying okay you did this we know it i get what you're doing but that's a no-no okay this is we're gonna give you that slap on the wrist this is strike one they probably also talked to Damian Lillard, and I think anybody who honestly believes that Damian Lillard will not suit up for whatever team he is he is uh, uh, right. under contract with on October first or whatever the hell uh, the time can't they're they're lying to themselves. That is not Dame's brand, never has been his brand. And in fact, everyone goes, "Oh yeah, well Kyrie and the games he missed. Kyrie's brand 
uh, is a little bit different than Dame's. <laughs> and Kyrie's also kind of an outlier. Like, how many people in the NBA don't show up and play? Like, in the NFL, you have holdouts, right? You have one right now with the Los Angeles Raiders. Uh, with, or excuse me, not Los Angeles Raiders. Wow, that's real bad. Las Vegas Raiders uh, with Josh Jacobs, right? Because they, they, he wants more money and this and that. Well, the NFL doesn't have fully guaranteed contracts like the NBA does. So Damian Lillard is going to make his money. He want, understands that if, say, the team, say, say the Blazers trade him to the worst team in the league, well, he's going to have no leverage when it comes to getting to where he wants to go if he decides to sit on his hands and not do anything. Like if Damian Lillard gets traded, uh, if Damian Lillard, gets traded right. to Charlotte, right? And he goes, that's not where I want to be, so I'm going to sit down. I'm not going to play until they trade me where I want to go. Well, okay, well, then Charlotte, they're going to have no leverage because who's going to want Dame at that point? What are they going to give you to get it? Like, And it's just so anti-Dame to believe that. Uh, but this whole statement, again, this is all, to me at least, was, yeah, you done messed up. You, you done towed the line, and you went just a little bit over Let's not do that. Like you're saying with Kyrie too, is is Kyrie has a very different brand, very different character compared to Dame. I just I'm with you. I don't yeah. think he would possibly. I don't think there would be any kind of. I guess a way to say it would be that he would almost face more consequences for for kind of do that than maybe some other stars would, just because of it. You know, he's not supposed to be that guy. Yeah. It? So it again, it's it's a slow time of year, right? You need some sort of news to talk about. It's really non-news. <laughs> like it doesn't. It doesn't change a darn thing because uh, we've all been talking about this, that the best thing for uh, Joe Cronin and the Blazers to do uh, was to take the best offer. I think Damian Lillard, if he truly wants out of Portland and doesn't see a path here, uh, I think he understands that there's plenty of places outside that, that, that aren't named Miami where he would have really good chances to win um, should that happen. The interesting part is some of those places are you know, kind of off the board. And I'm sure that's something we'll talk about later because I know that one of the questions was about uh, potential trades and this and that and free agents. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, I think it's a beneficial to Dame to go other places than Miami too. So we'll see how this one uh, plays out. I am not wavered though, Keith, as of yet on my personal gut feeling uh, that Damian Lillard is a blazer come October. Yeah. Oh, see, I, I wanted to ask you about that later too. And we'll, we'll get into that thing. Uh, Cause yeah, I'm, I still think, it, it, it could happen, but it's not going to happen immediately. I don't think it's going to happen quick. You don't think it's had any teeth at all as far as, like, I think that at the very least, hearing Goodwin have to basically deny, you know, that he said anything to these other teams. We saw from multiple sources that Goodwin was going around saying these things to other teams. It just, I don't know. I, I feel like at the very least, if this was some sort of power play by him, like we talked about on the last episode, uh, that Goodwin is trying to show, hey, I'm going to do anything for my clients, get them to where they want to go, get them the big money. This, the very least, has to at least seem like, you know, slowing him down a little, putting some brakes on on him, trying to run through, uh, you know, run through the Blazers, like you know, like pile through the Blazers, like it was a wall for his player. I don't really think so, because I don't think it change it changes how he approaches it, and and I think I think if anything, like Goodwin knows day like. Is Here's this like the a damage is done kind of deal? Like it's already out there, so he's. I don't think the damage that is done is nearly as big as as people will project because i think okay like take the emotion out of it for a second okay and i say that lovingly knowing that you you are you have that fandom in you you're a fan but you come by it honestly and i love it right but like take that emotion side out of it and you know the type of player that dame has projected himself to be right so say that he is traded uh to 
And again, spitballing here because the, the odds of these happening are very low. But say that he's traded to Milwaukee. Do you think he's not gonna be, he's gonna be mad that he's not in Miami that he's playing on a team with Giannis right, and right. and and Brooke Lopez and Drew and, and no he's gonna be fine. Say he gets traded to Boston. Do you think he if he's gonna be playing for a team that was just in the Eastern Conference Finals? Do you think he's gonna be upset about that? If he gets traded to Philly, that has the defending uh, now MVP and a guy that I think would play actually really nicely next to Damian Lillard. Do you think he's upset about that? The answer is no. Like, okay, yeah. again, the, the one that hurts you the most, do you think, if, okay, if he gets traded to LA and gets to play with AD and LeBron, do you think he's mad that he's not in Miami? No. So there's avenues here for Dame to be completely fine with the situation he's in. Aaron Goodwin to still say, hey, look, I got you to a situation that's going to benefit you. And everything's just water under the bridge at that point. So I don't think it causes damage because here's the thing. If you want a player, you're going to go get, go get him. Like if, the, if, if, if Team X wants Damian Lillard, they're not going to not put an offer on the table because, oh, right, right. Goodwin said he only wants to play for Miami, so I better not even call Joe Cronin. Like that's and just not how any of this works. Again, the only time it works like this, Keith, is Bradley Beal. But that's because he literally had the no trade had clause, a no trade clause. into yeah. his contract. He controlled everything. And even he said he was shocked that Phoenix came to the table uh, and was able to pull that off. So, like, no, and I so don't that's think maybe it the real, that much. Maybe, maybe that, that's the real point here is that like, you, it's not just that you're saying this comment, this memo from the NBA had no teeth. It's that even Goodwin's whole thing about Dame won't play for anyone else had no teeth from the beginning. Uh, I 100% believe that. So that's interesting too because uh, shout out to BMAC in our Discord. Hey! We had a, a thing going on the other day. We, we had a discussion going on the other day about does this memo accelerate Dame's trade happening or delay it? You and I, Chris, I, I think are both still on that page of Dame's going to most likely be a blazer when the season starts. What happens after that? We'll see how quickly it happens. Like Joe said, it yeah. could take months. That could in my opinion, go all the way to next summer. We'll see. But the yeah. question was, does this accelerate it or not? And yeah, I don't, I don't think there's really much of an effect in this way. Yeah, I also think, uh, I think trade deadline for this type of deal uh, is is a really interesting time um, because Dame would be a huge trade deadline uh, pickup. If you man. know, like, you if you know, Dame is disgruntled. Like I said, there's, 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 there's different things that could happen because I think perhaps even Damian Lillard's attitude changes if. Scoop pops and Shea takes a big jump and everyone's clicking and and come trade deadline time the Blazers are like a top five team right yeah maybe things are different suddenly Blazers but are buyers Blazers after are, the whole trade request yeah you never know yeah. uh, but if the Blazers are in the bottom of the West and they are looking to sell and everyone knows Dame wants out well now you get to look at the standings Keith and. Maybe Miami's not in the top of the East right now. Maybe they're struggling. And maybe a team that you didn't think, maybe New York, right? Maybe New York, uh, the Knicks are clicking. And they're third in the East. And they're just that one piece away. And, and they're like, yeah, I'm willing to swap swap this, this, and this. You give me a dame. And now you, he went to a team that, he, that we didn't even think was in play right now, right? So I think, I think it opens up the avenues for Goodwin even to be a little more flexible and Joe Cronin to come out and save face when he says, okay, look at this. I know you didn't mm. want to go to New York. I know you wanted to go to Miami, but I'm sending you to a top team in the East. And keep in mind, Miami, uh, uh, if you would have pulled the trade uh, for Miami 
last year when Miami was a play-in team. Do you think Damian Lillard's happy that he's in Miami at that point? So uh, things can change and change uh, dramatically as the season goes on. That's a very good point. I, I, it certainly opens up more possibilities of different teams. We're going to talk about some of the other non-Miami options uh, in a little bit with some of the listener questions. There are but... no non-Miami options. That's what well, I will, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that. <laughs> so we, we've discussed uh, the angle as far as Goodwin and, and you know the, the, the lack of teeth or impact this really has. Mm-hmm. What about from Lillard's side? Do you think this frustrates Dame that the NBA would kind of come out and say this after so many big trades where we've seen star players force their way out of a city and maybe that city not get the best deal for it in any way? Like, do you think this makes him maybe push more for Miami, whether that's now or later? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a hard one to read. I think mainly because because Dame hasn't come out and said anything. I mean, we're so starved for trying to pinpoint where he's going that you know we we uh, the collective we media fans everybody read into Will Smith's Miami playing in the background, <laughs> the, right? Yeah, and I jo- I jokingly told you. Uh, in a DM, I go that you know that, that fans get so crazy about trying to find something to to believe in or, or look at that they look at this like wait wait Dame is from Oak Land and he went to <laughs> Portland. Well, Florida is controlled by Disney, whose original park is Disney Land. If you connect the dots, you know he's just he's going to Miami because the land connected. To which point you said at least uh, Los Angeles isn't Los Angeles land, and I doubled down with the old Hollywood <sighs> land sign. Uh, Hollywood land. Know, the Hollywood <laughs> sign did originally say Hollywood land, so perhaps Dame <laughs> to Disney uh, and, and L.A. makes more sense. Of course, my Disneyland connection was a little stretched because the Disney in Florida is Disney World. As we're Disney yeah, I was going to say. Land is in Disney. <laughs> However, Disney World still runs the show. Just look what's going on with them and DeSantis. Okay? Oh, my God. That is another podcast. That is an entirely other podcast. Hey, I'm not. Hey, and, and just and just shout out here. Hey! This is not a political take in the least. <laughs> but anybody who thinks that they can beat Disney when Disney and like two other corporations literally own the world like i don't know if the u.s government can stand up to walt freaking disney like, <laughs> I'm, putting, I'm putting my money on the mouse like have it go watch some south park man mickey mouse he runs the show he runs the show <laughs> that's pretty good realistically Keith, i don't i don't think there's any 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 angles to this i don't think it changes anything um, I think if if maybe anything, you maybe see some of the fringe teams that 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 didn't want to get into this. Maybe they do get into it. Um, but Aaron Goodwin was was. What about bigger picture? Like outside what? the Blazers and the Dame situation here, do you think this changes how agents have to interact in the future? Do you think no. like does this have any sort of long term impact? Is Adam Silver taking a stand here? No, not at all. Yeah. I don't think I don't think thing. If anything, Keith, I, uh, I know it said so in that statement but i think this is more of a loose lips sink ships type of thing this isn't going to happen quickly this is the, the, this so. memo is not going to be something teams aren't going to come out of the woodwork and offer for dame because like we'll get into a minute there's maybe not a lot of other options right now that could change during the season even as soon as february so we'll we'll see where things go let's look at some listener questions that we had brought in i think we have three coming from the discord and let's so again it. everyone Everyone out there, if you are not on the Discord already, you really should come and join us. It's been a fun off-season. I've been busy, but the rest of you have been having a, a grand old time with Blazers talk, with music, video games, movies, shows. We have a Real Housewives of Rip City channel now. Shout out to Tara and Kat and everyone else that's in there. We also have the Third Bench, the season ticket holder group in the arena for the games every season, including myself. 
Sheriff, and many others. That and much more, so please come and join us on the Trailcasters Discord. The link is in the episode description. Let's get to the listener questions then. First question coming from Jason. With Williams being waived, Portland is down to 12 players under contract, not including the two-way contracts. Are there any players that you would like to see signed, or are we just waiting to see if Dame, or or are we just waiting to see if the Dame trade happens to fill those remaining spots? No, the answer is no. Uh, looking at the current free agency pool, Keith, there, there is nobody there that tickles your fancy and goes, "Ooh, that's a guy we really need." And the unfortunate part is you don't know what's going on like you don't know if portland is go going to be able to to keep dame and convince them that they're there's a winning squad and so they need to yeah go, that's the issue yeah so they need to go look at uh you know guys like who have a little bit of that veteran type play like yeah they're older but look you know the taj gibson's uh goran Dragic's, uh danny greens who's one of my favorite players in the league for a while just because he's fun ish smith who just won a a uh a title with the Nuggets and is a great backup point guard. Uh, granted, you don't need that with Scoot. Um, Blake Griffin, uh, Dwayne Dedman is another one who's a really good backup center at this point. So, do you need those older vets, or do you just say, okay, I need to go for uh, what Nico Mannion, who's only 22 years old, and I can plug him in and get a little bit of depth? So you don't know where you want to go. But in general, there's no names left on the market outside of maybe maybe a christian wood um that really moves the needle for anybody like a lot of these guys have had their chances i think a lot of these guys will probably end up signing uh as the season progresses and teams see where their true needs are um but no i i don't see a free agent that that moves the needle the only free agent currently available that would make me excited uh selfishly uh is terrence ross i want to see uh, yeah, you know, Ooh, okay. one, one of, oh, that has nothing to do with the Blazers and their growth. I just want to see, uh, one of Jeff- <laughs> Jefferson basketball's finest get to play in his there hometown. Go. Going local. Yeah. No, I mean, it was so much fun to watch Drew Banks coming up here, man. Uh, d- just with that local connection. So I, I could, I could see some value in that. I like that. As far as the question though. Yeah. I don't see Blazers bringing on any more players outside of whatever happens with the dame trade whenever that happens maybe you could i'm I'm not saying it's impossible i could i'd believe it if they brought some other long shot guys in here or just you know someone just just see like let's let's see if they crack let's see if they or uh, or possibly bring in bring in mac mcclung along with shane sharp and scoot i mean dunks the dunk contest, the all-star game would be just blazers blazer and blazer it would it would be wonderful now now, Um, if you if you had made some moves you had made some moves and Dame was in a position um, of strength and maybe you got a starting power forward in here. Uh, we're able to move Jeremy, whatever. Uh, the only name that, that would intrigue me at this point uh, would have been Kelly Oubre. Um, but other than that, yeah, pretty, pretty slim pickings, my man. I mean, I, on the other hand, we do have Mike Schmitz. You know, if, if anyone can find some sort of diamond in the rough as far as some young up-and-coming talent. We've got a guy on staff that is is known to do that, right? Well, like he's to be fair, player. I think he got three of them. Yeah. This is about a month ago. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I'm so. just saying, like, if, if you give him more, maybe he comes up with something. So, yeah, if they're down to 12 players, sure, maybe Schmitz uh, can bring someone else in that might pop for us. Well, I got, but even I at got that point, other like, ideas the trade happens, for those you gotta have room. spots, and I'll tell you about them. Next question coming from Dave hey! on Discord. Come and join the Discord. Link is in the episode description. Now that the NBA has meekly told the 
Now I like that. Now that the NBA has meekly told the other 28 teams to bring your best offer based on this Miami poo-poo platter of average, what do you think tr- the trade? What do you think the trade will yield for Portland? Let me add real quick. Uh, our third question here come from Mac Deuce, who I gave the shout to earlier. Shout it again. Hey! He says offshoot of this question. What path do we expect Cronin and Co. to take? Either trying to find a good young player who's on their second contract, like you know, a, a technically veteran but not rookie, like a you yes. know, a, a proven player, or purely picks and prospects. So first things for uh, just all that together, I guess. What do you, what do we think the trade will yield, and and what kind of uh, which direction do you think that means the team is going? Well, first off, I think because of the new CBA, the 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 yield is going to be a little bit less than people think. Uh, and I agree. I've seen a couple of different talking heads see that uh, say this, but I think it will be somewhere in between the the massive haul that Brooklyn got for Kevin Durant and the uh, breadcrumbs that Washington got for Bradley Beal. Um, I think it will lean <laughs> towards the Kevin Durant side of that, but I don't think it will be that full, you know, massive star and four first round picks. And it, no, I, I I don't think it will be that. Um, now. Uh, where it goes from here is really interesting because if you start to look through the teams, Keith, uh, there's just not a lot out out there that goes okay. That that's what I would want. And now you do you had the rumors, um, you had the rumors that maybe Port or uh, Boston was interested, and could there have been a Jalen Brown swap? Well, he signed the supermax, so you he can't he he can't even be traded until July of next year. So you start to look at the teams outside of Miami. Now, we, we have gone over multiple times how Miami just does not have a package to put together. They, right. And I'm going to throw this out to you because I know I've said this to you before. It may have even been last time we recorded. But I think there is, there is, I think there is one team out there where both sides win. Okay? And... To answer the question, do you think they go, what kind of haul do they get? Do they get a young star? Portland has to try to get a young star. You have to look, yes, I agree. You have to look at what Brooklyn did when they got rid of Kevin Durant. They got Mikhail Bridge. Utah got rid of Donovan Mitchell. They got Lowry Mark. When Utah got rid of Rudy Gobert, they got Walker Kessler. And Jared Vanderbilt and Vanderbilt was later moved on, but Kessler is a defensive player of the year type right now. So if you're Portland, you have to go get that guy. You have to be get a young guy, kind of like Mac was saying, right? On a second contract, whatever. So he's still yeah. I know this sounds weird. But I look at Toronto. Because if you were the as a Blazer fan, everybody has been talking about OG and Pascal, right? And I think it's kind of known that Dame wouldn't mind playing with OG and Pascal. So if you look at Toronto and say, okay, let's make the money work. Chris Boucher, who's $11 million, that gives that gives the Blazers a backup four slash five. You didn't have to move off Nurk yet, right? Gary Trent, give me a little bit of depth to play with. And give me <laughs> and give me Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes. And I will give you Damian Lillard to go play with OG Ananobi, Yaka Pertle, Pascal Siakam, and the rest of that young rock. Like, if you want if you want to go play with if, if you want to play with Pascal and OG so bad, and personally I think that's a really good I think that's a damn good team. Like that's a team that's that's in the playoffs in the East. 
They're competitive. I think they're going to they be fun to watch. And you're talking about, give me a young player I can build around. I can have, I mean, Scotty Barnes, 24 years old. But give me 24-year-old mm. Scotty Barnes to play forward next to 20-year-old Shaden Sharp and 19-year-old Scoot Henderson, and let's just build this bad boy. And if you're Toronto, who didn't look too great last year, you just lost Fred Van Vliet, Right. You, right. you, you filled well, that the, position yeah, so with that's... Dennis Schroeder, but Dennis Schroeder is, I mean, Dennis Schroeder is a that's what I was play bring up. starting starting point guard, but he's still best served right now as a backup. So well, and, and like we've even talked when when all the trade talk was going on earlier in the in the offseason, the, the idea was trying to trade a package around Penny Simons to the Raptors for that OG or you know maybe something more for Pascal. And then they went with Dennis Schroeder, and there was all this talk about like why would they why would they want Schroeder and not have been interested in Simons? It fills that same gap. The same way that we were thinking they would want Penny, would of course they'd want Dame for that same spot. That's a very yeah. okay. So we're talking again about Scotty Barnes, Gary Trent Jr., Chris Boucher. The one thing I see about this too, you even mentioned this is putting Scotty next to Scoot and Sharp. What happens to Simons? I mean, is he getting moved to some other deal here? Maybe, but you still have him. And there's there again. I've told you this. I don't think there's incentive to have to trade him at this point because you. I think, I think the versatility of having a guy like him who can play the one and the two would allow you to go out there and say, okay, we 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 spent the third pick on Scoot Henderson. We have to play him. We're gonna start him. Okay, Ant is our guy. We have to play him. We're gonna start him at the two. You went out. You traded. Uh, we're gonna start. I know he's played a little more PF, but we got Scotty Barnes and Jeremy Grant. We can decide who we want to play at the three and the four. We roll Nurk out there. Shaden Sharp is our six-man Swiss Army knife, who's gonna be able to play uh, small forward for us in spurts. A lot of shooting guard. We're gonna be able to stagger our rotations because we can bring. Uh, uh, Shay in to play the two, move Ant to the one to spell Scoot for a little bit. Like it, it just balances things out. Like I don't, you don't have to trade anything. So I don't think at this point, like unless you trade Ant, like it's not a given that Shaden is a starter. Like, like, but but uh, the number three pick on Scoot and and you got Dame out of the house, you got to put him on the floor because you opened up so many. You got it. So mm. I, I think you look at that situation and again. Again, everyone looks at the five-year deal for Jeremy Grant. Well, that one doesn't make sense. Yeah, well, if you don't trade him now, but you trade him a year and a half from now when he's got three years on that deal uh, remaining, and now you can go get another 25-year-old next to you know the rest of your core. Like, like if you look at the deals, like, and, and I know everyone would look might look at this and go, uh, I don't know, that's not a lot of return. Let's just put it this way: if you're the Blazers, do you want Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero? And four first round picks from Miami that over the course of those th those four years that you got them are going to be late first round picks anyway? Or do you want a 24-year-old Scotty Barnes who plays a right. position of right. need? So I think at this point, if you're trading a guy like Damian Lillard, you want those young guys, you want assets, but you want a nice young player that's ready to go right now as well. Uh, and that's why right. Scotty Barnes makes sense. And when everyone looks at that and goes... Why would the Bla why would Toronto want to trade Scotty Barnes? I get that, but at the same time, we're talking about Damian Lillard, right? Yeah, exactly. It's a giant piece. That's right? the they're, type they're of player it would take to get right a Scotty now. Barnes. They would they would absolutely take a Damian Lillard over a shooter any day of the week. Yeah. There's no question. And, that. I, and there's the, a the point I was trying to get to though is as far as uh where if it comes down to a Miami or an equal quote unquote package from some other team. A, I almost want to take another package just because of everything Miami's put Blazers fans through. <laughs> but B, like you're saying, we're we're getting 
with the Miami package, we're looking at pieces where you have to move them for other value, like Harrow. Yeah. Here you'd be getting a player that fits around Scoot, Sharp, Simons, and, and the core that we've kind of got here. And, and you know, next to Grant as well. Yeah, it, it, it's a much better fit. And I, 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 like, the, I like the sound of yeah. Scoot Henderson, Shaden Sharp, Anthony Simons, Scotty Barnes. I guess you got to turn into like Jeremy Schrant and right. and Yusuf you know, and, and maybe and maybe Toronto plays hardball and so like I threw out I threw out Scotty Boucher and, and Gary Trent a three for one, uh, but maybe yeah, yeah. they say we don't want to get rid of Gary Trent because we want to be able to play uh, we want our starting five to be Dame Gary, OG Pascal Pirtle, which makes sense. So maybe you know Portland can go Scotty Barnes, Boucher. And throw an Otto Porter Jr. in there. Give me an old bet, cheap contract, 6.3 mil, small forward, mm. power forward type guy. Uh, you don't have to yeah. worry about him. Uh, and there's your incentive. Okay, well, you're going to give me at least that first round pick. Maybe we get another another team in here, move some things around so I can find a way to get another asset. But if I mean, if I'm the Blazers, Keith, and you look at all the terrible packages that are out there right now, I think there's more value in Scotty Barnes by himself. Then there is mm. Duncan Robinson and those yep. four first round picks. They're going to be late first round picks late. Like we're not yep. talking like they're not trading you lottery picks. They're trading you like Miami has not what Miami has not picked in the what top 10 or the lottery. I can't remember which one. Yeah, the, uh, the best pick decade. they've had in the Spo. Yeah, the, the best pick they've had in the Spolstra era was was a. Uh, the 10th pick when they miss the playoffs and all this. So even when they, when they're not doing well, they don't do poorly enough to be valuable. And, and, and what the hell is a team with, with Dame, Jimmy and bam going to do? And they ain't going to be a play in team. I'll tell you that much. Like, so again, <laughs> yeah. if you were to look at the, at, at a, a young player, um, that would be the type. The other one I think would be interesting. Uh, and it would have to be a three team deal because Cleveland doesn't need him as much. Uh, but I think if there's a way to get Garrett Allen, I think that's another thing Portland Ooh. would be interested in. Uh, again, that would require, uh, obviously, eventually, uh, it doesn't have to be part of that package, uh, but moving off dirt. Uh, but Allen and Mobley, both kind of big lumbering bigs, play a little too similar, and you kind of saw that uh, as the year went on with them. Uh, I I love Garrett Allen. I absolutely love him. Plus, if you could get Jarrett Allen and Scoot both playing pro ball, oh, boy. Give it to me. The hair game would be strong in Portland. Let me tell you what. Now, Miami obviously still feels like the clubhouse favorite, even though there's a lot of chairs to move. Um, but, I mean, again, I I'll say it again. And even if I'm alone on the island, that's absolutely fine with me. Uh, I would rather have the a Toronto deal that got me uh, Scotty Barn than Duncan Robinson and four first-round picks from Miami that ain't worth it there. Uh, you know, as Cronin said in my best uh, uh, Drago voice, if it takes months, it takes months. <laughs> it dies, it dies. If, <laughs> if, if this is going to be a slow thing, then that's that's fine by me at this point. And whether that results in Dame playing here and realizing we have a good thing going and suddenly Blazers are doing well and Dame decides, ah, that trade request, not so much. Or if it just results in this move taking a while to make sure we get the best value out of it. I... I am not in a rush as far as the Dame stuff goes, and and you know like that maybe that's a little satisfying for the the petty fan side of me as well. Uh, after all the Dame stuff is going, after the way all the Dame stuff's gone down, it's gonna be an interesting season. Uh, Chris, anything else you want to throw in here? We're pretty much at the end. Let's just go back to that 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 Scotty trade for a second, because yeah, do it. Because I I, I mentioned 
free agency, right? And like none of those names sound good for Portland. But if you're Toronto and you flip three for one and you have a little bit of roster space and you can get some of those guys on some min deals to fill it out so you're not playing all your young, like all your rookies and, and young guys, whatever, like you can maybe go get some of those Ubres and Woods and what whatever, right? Uh, to come in and fill out that roster and, and look pretty good doing it. So like if I'm Toronto, I'm all about that deal. I mean, you already know Pascal wants to be there. Pascal's great. Scotty Barnes and Pascal play fairly similar, so it makes it hard at times to play them together. Uh, more often than not, they've been playing, they were playing uh, Pascal a little more at the small ball five, and it's it's quite evident that he's a four. He, he doesn't play as efficiently mm, at the yeah. five. Uh, and, and again, I think you can play Scotty at the four and move Jeremy Grant to the three and be, be good to go for right now. Um, but I think there's, I think there's value in that for both teams. Like I can look at that particular deal and say, sweet, both teams won. Um, and, and again, like, again, that you, is rare. You of all, all people would, would be the first to jump on me and say, yeah, I don't like that thing. And there was no, there was no like, whoa, Burkhart. There was like, oh, no, I yeah, I would, about I, I got to think about that for a second. So I will let you know, and this was definitely a thing where I, I had tried to, I had listened to the uh, the the pod, uh, the Sam Vincini pod, the Game Theory pod, is what uh, we had been referring to as far as our, our guys in Discord and what they were referencing, asking us to kind of check out all the non-Miami options they brought up. Uh, they mentioned Toronto, <laughs> Philly, New Orleans. We we talked about some of that earlier. New and Orleans then, would I, be I, New I had... Orleans would be absolutely insane because what package is New Orleans going to put together? They're going to have to get a third team in there likely to take CJ McCollum because, A, Portland's not going to want to get CJ McCollum right. back in the deal. And if you were New Orleans and saw the experiment over the last decade with CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard and know that it definitely has a ceiling, take both. What, yeah, what are you yeah, going to yeah. – what? Why? But I do find it interesting, Keith, because I, full disclosure, I did not look at – max comments in, in in the section so oh, i had nice. no i had no idea that another podcast or what have you was talking about toronto being a, a, a non-miami huh? that was just me looking at rosters so logically the, to the, think what fit. the way they outlined it on the pod was toronto uh they said grady dick and precious with picks as far as what mac is reporting see that would be ridiculous because uh, they have no pick so like they're 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 worse off right now than miami so so right now Toronto's 24, 25, and 26 pick are top seven or uh, top six protected. Okay. Um, so again, because of that, they can't trade any of those years. They also have to work under the assumption that 2026 is locked, which means they cannot trade the 2027 pick. They can trade their 2028 pick. But again, Stepian rule would kick in, meaning they could not trade right. their 2029 pick. So of the next six years, the only pick that Toronto has that they can trade is that 2028 pick. So they can't they can't give a, a, a package of Brady Dick, Precious, Sachua, and four first round picks or three first round picks. They have a one first round pick uh, that they can trade. Um, so, so it's not even equal to Miami at that point. Yeah. No. That's I, not, no. That's if, not value. If if if, if, if if you gave me, if you offered me Grady Dick, Precious Achua, and that first round pick, and one, pick. I would personally rather have the Duncan Robinson pick package from Miami because even though those picks are are going to be late first round picks, they're still picks. Duncan Robinson, I still think is an asset that uh, even trade deadline time you can trade out and get a, a valuable first round pick in 
return again like i said i think a team like i think a team like uh um san antonio would be great for duncan robinson personally um and you can get some sort of asset back so i'd rather have that pick uh than that toronto pick i think scott uh if i'm joe cronin i'm asking for scotty and again when everyone pumps goes whoa pump the brakes why would they trade scotty Barnes? because you would be getting damian lillard yeah that's why if you want to go get it if you if you want to have a team separate from their nice young piece you have to give them something mega enriched like did a lot of people think phoenix was going to get like everybody liked mikhail bridges right what's it going to take to get mikhail bridges kevin durant lowry marketing and was playing well for cleveland donovan mitchell got him like so, so it's like you get like you want to try to get that nice young piece and scotty barnes might be it what's interesting about this too is we've already seen toronto go for that kind of like okay, trade away the assets to go for the championship. I go for the one big swing with Kawhi, right? We saw that happen before. I think I could see this as a Masai move. I could see this being a thing where he, like, even after all the support that the Raptors have had for building around uh, around Scotty Barnes, like, that could, that could be an angle. Man, wait, I, this is a just good put one, it, sir. Just put I it, like this like, one. <laughs> dude, if Damian Lillard wasn't on your team, and Dennis Schroeder was your starting point guard. That's such a gap. That's such a giant gap between those two players. Like, and again, Scotty Barnes is good. Everyone loves him, but he's a 15 point per game guy. Like he's not blowing the doors off there. He's showing a lot of promise. That's what he's doing. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, dark horse. I, I, I feel like if I'm a Damian Lillard fan, like you kind of are, you're more of a Blazer fan. Uh, but if I'm a Damian Lillard yes, fan, I, have a e- I would have an easier time rooting for Damian Lillard in Toronto than I would Damian Lillard in Miami at this point. Plus, plus, yeah, plus, I'm we, with you plus on that one, we owe sure. it to Toronto. We owe it to Toronto to trade them back a point guard who was formerly rookie of the year <laughs> because they did that to us with Damon Stoudemire. So we owe it to them. Remember, he won nice. rookie of the year and nice. they later traded him to us. So we do owe it to him. It's evening things out, even if it is uh, helping Messiah. It's, it's good juju. That's what. <laughs> but man that that gap like we've talked gaps here as far as like you know tra- dude players need to trade simons versus nurkic which one's more of a priority and i've been talked about like the gap between nurkic and, and a good center that we could get versus simons and ones the gap between dennis schroeder and damian lillard like right. that should be such a green light okay let yeah let's 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 leave it there that seemed like a good spot to wrap up this is you know just a just a, maybe probably somewhat quicker pod by the time the editing happens chris we were gonna have such a nonsensical fun pod playing some rocket league and some and some dead by daylight and instead the league had to call out dame maybe Here next time maybe next time maybe next time so tune in next time it'll be a good one whether that is next week or in a couple weeks uh well, well the fire season is almost over we're getting close we're getting close to basketball season and they they bookend just about perfectly so uh fingers crossed for for me saying cool till then chris Always good seeing you. In closing, your honorable listeners, that's it. That's our show. Thank you, Chris Burkhart. Thank you, Odar, for the fat beats. And thank you, listeners, for a great listening. We hope you enjoy your Blazers, your Rip City basketball, and our latest episode. Please come and join the fun on the Trailcasters Discord. Thank you again. And please come back for the next edition of the Trailcasters.